I do remark that I know a bit about what getting that I don't know anything about no. And the village are the All Ireland champions 19 points to 14 Who said they couldn't win it? Back to the James Stevens podcast with me, Paddy Neary. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by the Star Hurley, makers of the finest hurls in Ireland, with three generations of hurley makers in the family. Star is our hurley maker of choice with James Stevens, and you can visit them online shop. You can visit their online shop on www.starhurley.ie. Tonight's episode is the last in our current series. We are delighted to be located here at the Star Hurley Workshop in Jenkinstown and joined by three great craftsmen and hurley makers. Including yourself. <laughs> David Dowlin, Tom Dowlin, Brian Dowlin. You're all very welcome to the show. Yeah. Not yourself. <laughs> Lads, it's great to be here with the smell of ash carvings and surrounded by all the hurleys you're currently making. It's obviously as busy as ever for the Star Hurley. For the benefit of our listeners, the Dowlings have been making hurls since the 1960s, but there is a family connection that goes back further. Ramey Dowling married into the Neary family, who were making hurls since the turn of the last century. So we are looking at over 100 years of hurley making here. David, I might start with you. The workshop has always been a busy place, especially when hurling season arrives. How have you found the transition from Patrick Street to Jenkinstown? Uh, it's been great, yeah. Yeah, we would have been uh, probably a bit apprehensive coming out, just moving out of the city and that, but it's been, uh, I suppose, business as usual since we came out. Um, plenty of people coming out and same customers from the side coming out and that kind of thing. So it's been great, yeah. Cool. I believe you've just launched your website, www.starhurley.ie. Yeah, we've just launched it there, yeah. So I suppose we were, uh, every other hurling maker had a website, so we said we better get one too. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's the way the business has changed. It's a lot of online sales and uh, social media pay, plays a big part in the business now as well. And I suppose you have to be available to people through all those channels. Um, it's a far cry from wandering into the, the lads on Patsy Street, hoping there might be a hurl ready, so you didn't have to wait a few days to collect yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that can still be an issue, as in people are still wandering out. But uh, I know we do our best to have hurls here. But you're trying to manage all those different sizes of it and trying to, uh, with the online stuff, trying to offer the same service you offer when people call in. You know, to try and be specific. And the more information you get from people, the better. It's going good so far. Then. Yeah, it's going very well. Yeah, yeah. Good. David, I believe you had a, an unusual order to fill in the last few weeks for a very famous wrestler and a movie star. Dwayne The Rock Johnston. Was, was, 
We did, yeah. <laughs> we did. 36 inch hurl for him, yeah. He's, I don't know, is he 6 foot 6 or something like that? But yeah, yeah, it was a present. Um, he done a, was a, a young man in Mead that won a President's Award. And his mother contacted the, the Rocks people to see would he do a video for him, just to congratulate him. And I think he had the video back within 24 hours. So she wanted to get him something that was probably as Irish as, you know, yeah, really yeah. represented Ireland and send it over to him. So, um, yeah, we got a hurl and we got his name engraved on it with in uh, with Peter. Circle Laser is the company. So they done the engraving for us and we sent it on to him, yeah, over to whatever film studio he's in at the moment is where it went, yeah. So Did you know much about the game of hurling? I wouldn't say he knew a thing about it, no. <laughs> I'd say he still doesn't. Was he, was he happy with the hurl? I don't know. I'd say he might have even seen it. Yet. Or did you know how to use it? I'd say well, he could use it for something, but I don't know for... Yeah. <laughs> Brian and Tom, both of you got involved in the business at an early age. And like all young lads who come from a business family, at times it's all hands on deck. What jobs did you do at the start? God, at the start, our first thing in the workshop was selling timber. And uh, every one of us, I think, Declan, Brian and myself, uh, the offcuts, uh, we sold it every Saturday. That was our pocket money because the boss man believed in you can sit on your arse and do nothing and you never earn a penny. Yeah. So we never got, we were never the ones that got uh, pocket money. That was your pocket money. Or you cleaned the workshop, you got pocket money. And the one father you saw was bemoaning the fact that a third of the ash plank was used to make the hurl and the rest was waste. Yeah. So you had plenty of, of, oh, we had, of yeah, waste. We had a huge amount of waste. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we had no central heating in Patrick Street. So uh, it must have been 40 years ago, is it? Oh, Jesus, that, more even. That uh, he, they put in central heating, but it was, um, it was all the offcuts from the hurleys and the uh, shavings yeah. and the sawdust and all bagged up and into it and the, it boiled over more times than <laughs> it came oh, down nice. to the ceilings and, and everything but uh, it uh, no the, we never had a problem and we could sell it to our neighbours and actually one of the best clients we had was Fan's mother Nancy Larry. Nancy Larry. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. and all, all the old ladies on the on the Kells yeah. Road and Patrick Street and we'd be going around with the wheelbarrow and Seamus Delaney's truck car was it? Yeah. we used to have the uh, going up yeah. there and how long was it before you were allowed to make a hurl then? jeez I remember um, it was first summer uh, after finishing sec in secondary school and sure I wanted to be with the boys around the street anyway and and dusting around doing nothing but anyway it wasn't for me so I was dragged in and I remember Raymond was working there whether he mustn't have gone to the guards at that stage no, he didn't. and uh, I was using the plane the plane the hurl anyway that was my first uh, thing I wilts on my hands to bait the band and still haven't that was my first uh, thing but I'd say I can't really remember, as in we say, uh, to, to actually make a full hurl and for someone to buy it. Yeah, Maybe they didn't want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, like myself, 
You, you served your time mm-hmm. as a carpenter. We worked together. I started in WK Clears where your brother Patsy worked. Yeah. My own mother, God be good for her, always told me you get a good government job, a good pensionable mm-hmm. job. Like all mothers, they know best, and you I did. took her advice. You did eventually, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start praying, and, and, and where? Uh, as in clears or just? Yeah. Uh, I'd say you were in your final year in clears when I... Uh, 74 I left clears. So I must have been around the year 74 then, or late 73, but I nearly certain you were in your final year before you and uh, you went off and I done the... I did the apprenticeship competition that time. Yeah. And yeah. Jim, that was my old we, we could go down a different route now, as in, Jeremy, uh, your man John Meany yeah. came in. I think he uh, he was after win, winning or doing the apprenticeship then, but right. I don't think he ever went and done the, the teaching anyway. Yeah, yeah. He was a red haired chap from, from uh, I, won't, I won't say what he was called, but Vicky, Vicky had a name on him. But anyway, I, I'd say it must be 74 or so. Yeah. And whatever, I stayed there for four years. The recession hit in the 80s. You probably went back to the early Mac. We, I, I was down in McInerney's for nearly 12 months and up in Dinny Tracy's. And then the recession hit in 82, wasn't it? That's when I, I went in thinking that it was a stopover rather than a going sign. transition? I'm sure Tom and the father were there. and sure it was either uh, no, sink I, or swim. I pulled them in. <laughs> You would have done a bit on the Saturdays and yeah. that that kind of the, thing. The repairs and all that stuff. That kind of thing. But uh, as I say, <clears throat> I went in full time and never left as if someone locked the door and I couldn't get back out or whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, the rest is history. The rest is history, <laughs> as I say. <laughs> he, he, was, he was absolutely excellent, I was. That, uh, well, I can't say that. Oh, well. <laughs> Tom Donahue was also a cousin and a hurdy yeah. man. <laughs> so hurdy making across all the family in all directions. Mm, yeah, isn't it uh, ironic, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And just saying with, with uh, Tommy Hackett, was it there we mentioned? Tom Hackett, yeah. As a, a relation and uh, and that and how we just... We kept it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, some might say we were, uh, what would you say? We kept it a closed shop, was it? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I can remember a shop in Patrick Street run by Jack Delaney. I think he was chairman of the village club. At, at some point, your dad Remy learned the art of hurling making with my own grandfather Tom Neary. I also remember your brother Patsy working in in, in there too. When did your father open up in Patsy Street? I think it was 1963, because uh, <clears throat> the <clears throat> where Patrick Street was was actually, uh, or where the workshop was was a cowshed. And uh, I remember the stalls been knocked. Oh, the chains! You know the chains they used to have around the cows and all that for holding the cows, yeah. Yeah. And all the feeders and all that been knocked out of it. I, I, I think it was nineteen sixty-three. Some, sometime around there. Yeah. But like, I, I do remember even before that while Daddy was in Kicking Street. Uh, and Hurley's coming from Kickham Street because Raymond and myself uh, used to bring him up in a trolley. And do you know now? Do you know where when it's mentioned there? You said Patsy. Yeah. Do you remember? I must have been only four or five or something. But the father got sick. 
Oh, the time he went and he had Patsy the, use. That's when yeah. Patsy was the, the horror juice yeah, come up. Because I can remember him in the rope shop with, with yeah. my father. Kick come up from Kick and we say, Daddy had a TB kidney. He was in our team. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, yeah. Patsy didn't get the money. The money went to pay the bills in the house. That <laughs> <laughs> <I> finished him. <laughs> he got sent. <laughs> Your father, Remy, played in goal for Aero Og and Kilkenny in the 1940s. That would have been a great benefit to him in the horny making business. Did he use did he use an ordinary hurl, or did he? Did the big oh, boss yeah. wasn't in that stage. No, the big no. boss wasn't in. But Only I, I, would he use an ordinary hurl as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I remember, he had something that was maybe a small bit bigger or something like that. Yeah. But I. He loved the weight in the hurl. Oh, was it heavy? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, but uh, I mean that time the hurling ball was a lot heavier. Yeah. But the customer was nearly compelled to use the same fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but sure, it was all of its time or whatever, yeah, yeah. Do you know. I think Noel Skane was the first goalie to use the big bus, and I can remember stories about that. Noel worked in Smedic's Brewery, and, and in the malt house, they used a big square wooden shovel. My father often cut him out for him, for turning the barley, to stop a German eight. So they had to start at one end and turn it over yeah, and go to the other yeah. end, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> when Noel was playing in the goal with the big bus hurley, some of the some of the the Smedics lads would say, "Will you look at Noel and him with the big mall shovel?" <laughs> <laughs> so I think he was one of the first around here anyway. Yeah, think, yeah, with the, yeah. With big, big. Mick Moore used to use an ordinary horse oh, too, and he yeah. over the village. So. Did he? He did. Yeah. Mm. God, I thought at that stage it it would have been. Do you, do you remember just going back to Ollie Welch and the size of the boss and that and yeah. the 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 hurling ball today. But Charlie Welch could drive a hurling ball back then nearly, well I won't say he'd drive the length of the pitch, but just he get 90 yards over it, wouldn't he? Oh, he would, I, I, I remember someone saying, I don't know if it was a fan Larkin saying it, about Ollie scoring a pint in Gaelic Park in New York from the puck out. Well, the Gaelic no. Park wouldn't have been as big as yeah, yeah. Grove Park or Rolling Park. Just saying, yeah, yeah. again, there's some slapping the ball, isn't it? Yeah. Whether it was wrists and yeah. hurl and ball. was a very good golfer. Uh, Ollie Welch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very good yeah. golfer. But... Uh, Tom, your father would have made great connections all over Ireland, especially in the north. Oh yeah, he he um, he had a, a really good. Do you remember the Donnellys, Kevin Donnelly? Oh, the, they would have been cushioned all, cushioned yeah, yeah. on, and uh, and Carol in Derry. Um, oh, yeah. No, and Carol would have been Kilkenny on the out the just outside Dunmore. Yeah, with Kilkenny, did yeah she? she did, yeah. Um, but he would, yeah, but sure, like anyone, let's say, uh, and I suppose to make it, to go a little bit further, like my, uh, my mother was very political, as in Fianna Fáil political, yeah, yeah. and that came from her grandfather, and that came from all the history of him in 1921 and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like between the two of them, uh, they would have made great, like she was a, a social animal, wasn't she? Mm. She talked to anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what he might have lacked in one bit, she picked it up yeah, in another yeah. bit. So, like, even people that would have come into the workshop, the first thing was out. She'd either be out to him to talk to him, or they'd be inside in the kitchen having tea. Yeah. Uh, so, like, all the people, you know, they they lived say, they in like the uh, Tommy Moore and all yeah. in, in Dublin and that. They lived in Newry for yeah a number they, of they years. When yeah. they got married first, they lived in Newry. Yeah. So, like, they made great friends up there. Noel Mallon. Which the, he was a big butcher, 
sausage maker. I remember sausages coming down from from New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can remember Liam Henfrey and Colin Henfrey. Yeah, Aye, great supporters the, of the Jim Stevens yeah, and, and, yeah. and the Kenny. Were they dairy? Pay, they would arrive they? at the club matches or county matches, and when they were when they were down, they would always call to my father to stock up on a few hurls. Yeah. yeah. Liam, Liam, I remember would pay for the hurls in Sterling, and that time that was in the seventies. I'd say. Just watch a few quid there. Um, I once heard him say, "Mick." The Queen is very kindly subsidising these hurlers. <laughs> Not very good of her. <laughs> Liam was a principal in the school in Derry. And he was he's also Joe Brolly's uncle. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. They were from they were from Kilkenny originally. The College Road, wasn't it? Yeah, the College Road, yeah. yeah. And that was the height of the trouble. Was was what what was the teacher in Kieran's? Paddy was. Their father. Was it yeah. could have been in, in, a teacher in Kieran's, yeah. Yeah. PJ O'Neill was another one. He used to drive the Kilkenny hurlers to the matches. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, yeah. And Liam Henfrey got to know PJ. And after some of the matches, I think it was in Dublin they were, Liam went into the dressing room. That time you could come and go in the dressing mm. room. Liam went into the dressing room and he asked PJ, PJ, any chance of a few hurdles? And for the lads, PJ was driving in the car, had given him all their hurdles, you know, to put them back in the car. It wasn't Peter that we opened the boot of the car to get him out of the horse. If I just come back to the tenny, you know the horse. Cheers, Peter, yeah. God, I'm weak. Well, you must have come across great characters over the years between the hurling and, and between games and making hurls for yeah. People coming in, telling stories. Yeah. I suppose you would have more than I. I was at the wrong end of the house. Yeah, I suppose I remember uh, um, Colin Carlos. He used to buy a huge amount of stuff from us, but and like he would have been very friendly with Daddy or whatever. But like he would have <laughs> come down to us and maybe scoot off for pints uh, if we weren't totally ready for him. Uh, and like stories that that all those boys uh, tell, and even sure the likes of Uncle Eddie, yeah, yeah, uh, come in even from Galway or whatever and telling stories and. I you'd have had loads of people coming in around or whatever, but like we would have been so busy. I used to hate to see people come in to chat. <laughs> I just wanted to get the stuff done. Out, in, like, in my old father's time, there was a great excuse to go down to Sean Burns. Yeah. The, the, the sawdust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember one day this woman came in and I kept doing whatever I was doing anyway and she said to me, God, you're the most ignorant man I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is in the evenings if someone calls you might have time to have a chat with them yeah, and yeah. you can make their hurl and talk away yeah, from them and yeah, you're yeah. showing them the hurl and you're no taking pressure. a bit off it. yeah whereas during the day when someone comes in it can be very yeah. hard to talk to them ah, absolutely yeah, yeah it is hard to talk when you have like and we we, we got so bad actually in Patrick Street anyway I don't know about uh, Uncle Mick but we got so bad we wouldn't let anyone into where the machines were and you'd still because Daddy they were always going into Daddy yeah. so there was two doors in into it uh, and I put, <laughs> I, I put up a notice on it, uh, no admittance due to insurance something or whatever, yeah. but they'd still go into him. And in the end, I, what you call it, when he was gone out of it, I think we closed it off, not closed it off, but definitely, uh, we, we stopped him coming in. Actually, get nothing done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, That's where, see, did, where did the name Star Hurley come from? Most most hurley makers would use their surname. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the Star Hurley Choice of Champions. So I suppose the no the 
Um, the the original, the, the, the horseshoe shape came from Grandad anyway, definitely. Yeah, Only yeah. Grandad's was more of a horseshoe. Was that yeah. the original horseshoe then? Grandad's was the original. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The, the original one was Grandad's. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that one there. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sure he just, whatever. But uh, I, just him, I think. I, I'd say that was the only one around at the time. That yeah. shape, <coughs> and for years, years you know, to come. My own uncle was a farmer he, in Thomastown, my mother's brother. And he was always saying that you turn the horseshoe up the other way. Well, it was very lucky for them anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> it works out on you, yeah. yeah. But it's funny actually, do you see that paddy there on the on Grandad's one? Stephen Street. Yeah. Stephen Street was is around by that's the where started. Yeah. Oh, in the one it? the little houses. Yeah. Yeah, because that's where oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where yeah, Mammy was born. And how I remember that is in 1973, he re-roofed the workshop, and when we were when we were doing it, written in the concrete on on, on, on the top of the wall was 1937. So he moved okay. to Kicken Street in 19 built the house there, built the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fellow that built oh, the I house there, that, built, yeah, no. he built three houses. He built our house, Paddy Canal's house, and Duggan's house, right. Willie Duggan's house, mm, which yeah. is around the corner. And the father tells the story at the time: everything has to be drawn with a horse. You see all the yeah, material. Yeah. And your man's cart broke down anyway, so he had to build a new one. So he built it in the workshop anyway. And he had, when he had it finished, he went to go take it out the door. It wouldn't fit out the door. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had to knock the wall to get the cart out. So, like, Kicking Street and uh, those gardens would have... Or the gar- your garden now yeah. ran down a good bit behind, did, didn't uh, it? Yeah. You see, there was, a, there was a fair. The fair green was opposite it. Yeah. And they used to hold cattle. That was yeah, the, that yeah, was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a kind of a paddock for holding yeah. the cattle. Originally, before uh, the house yeah. was built, but no, I'd, I, I, I think that was just something that himself. I do remember kind of uh, Star Holy Choice of Champions. I don't, and I yeah. think it was on. A, it was never on the thing on the the stamp. Yeah, but it was on on headed no paper. I think. Right. Do you know? Just, I don't know. There was an old piece of headed no paper inside. Now it wasn't on that. So it yeah. must have been very early. That t- yeah, yeah. 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 About pressure on yourself. But do you know when you, when you think about it? You know when, like with Granddad's stamp there or whatever, like they were way before their time with a logo, yeah, yeah, or a branded Brand, yeah, a branded yeah. product or yeah, what have yeah, you. Yeah. Tom, I think it's fair to say that your biggest passion was horses and greyhounds. Absolutely. <laughs> you went on to become an equine dentist. Yeah, yeah. Where did your love for animals come from? I just, I always loved horses. I always loved the greyhounds. Uh, like, Daddy would watch any sport, wouldn't he? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, he would. He'd watch, two flies. I, he'd watch two flies going up a wall. I often wondered, did, was it Grandad Neary? Oh, well, that's where the greyhounds came, came from, from, was it? Oh, it was, well, yeah. I know, I know my own father always had greyhounds, yeah. too. You know? Yeah, but no, the greyhounds came from Grandad. And I can, I can remember... <laughs> Years and years ago, and a young lad, we got the job of walking the greyhounds. I was only in primary school at the time, and there was two greyhounds there. He said, be sure now, he said, take one greyhound first, then come back, and take the second one. And I said, thinking, listen, I'm I'm not going to go twice, (laughs) I'm going to take the two of them together. I said, have the journey. So I took off with the two, and I had the leads wrapped around my, my arms. Yeah. We're going across the road, and that time the roads were all tarred and stoned. 
this cat ran out yeah. I'd say 100 yards <laughs> up the road and the two greyhounds took off and I had the leads wrapped around my wrists they pulled the elbows you and my knees I figured out then why you told me to take one at a time. You do end the two No, I'd say the greyhound thing came from definitely... I have to wonder that now. Uh, where, from, uh, from Grandad. Yeah. Because Mammy actually had had a good old interest in it. Yeah. And, and uh, like back then, so that was in the 50s, because I, I have a photograph at home. Um, the two of them down in in Escorty, the time the dog mm. won the Slaney Cup. Yeah, yeah. But actually, do you know it's funny? I I think I'm right in saying this that I think uh, Daddy and Granddad uh, were off a course of match or something one day, and I think they had a few drinks too many. So you know what it was like, and they came back to Kicking Street. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Grammy read the, the, the make history. He did, yeah. Uh, the winner of the Irish Derby in 1987. Yeah, he won the Irish Derby. He actually still uh, the name actually is ironic. He won the Irish Derby. Uh, he won the Puppy Derby and he was fourth in the English Derby. He was, where was he in the Easter Cup? Was he fourth in the Easter Cup? Uh, but the, the awful thing about that dog actually should have been mine. Yeah? Yeah, because I had the pick of every litter that was in it and I picked the friggin' wrong one. <laughs> and the nice that he won the Derby, Europe, wasn't it? Was the owner was a dentist in... Newry, wasn't he? Half well, whatever. Yeah. But I've never seen as much money been punted no. on a dog, on an animal in my life. Right. They pulled a fortune of money off him. Was he favoured? Uh, no. no, I don't oh. think he was favoured. There was another Kilkenny bred dog in the final as well, hit the lid, was it? That that won the English Derby. Oh, yes, I nearly did. The amount of money that was punted on him was I- incredible. Now, this lad, and this lad was a very wealthy dentist, but just yeah, loved yeah. the greyhounds or whatever. Uh, and the guy then that trained him was from Keedy, County Armagh, mm-hmm. or not, uh, notorious um, <laughs> Irene. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the greyhounds are great crack. Yeah. Hard work, but great crack. Lads, getting back to the hurley making. What are the biggest changes you have noticed in the shape of the hurdles? The size of the boss, anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the weight as well. The hurleys have definitely got... They've got shorter, lighter and bigger bosses in general, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say a heavy hurl now was a light hurl 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Even though you had a smaller boss, it was still a light hurl. Like it's, it's, uh, just in terms of when you're making it, isn't it? That how particular people are. And, but you have different shapes. Like you could, say, take the Kenny panel alone... We could be making six different shapes of hearts for yeah. different lads. Uh, some lads like a slightly smaller boss. Some lads want a slightly bigger boss than, say, what our, our normal boss would be. And then you have, you take TJ Reese or there's a different shape. You take JJ Laney had his own shape. You know, it's, it's definitely, it's not one hurl doesn't suit everyone anymore. And you nearly you have can, to. You can facilitate them all. Ah, you try it anyway. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can, you can, yeah. yeah. You're doing it by hand, so you can, yeah, you can. Um, you know, when you're when you can saw them, saw them by hand, then yeah. you you can facilitate anything really. Um, just when you're using the spoke shells, you can get. I suppose you're trying still it's still the same. You're still trying to find a balance, and you're still trying to find whatever. But you can get lads want to hurl six hundred grams in weight. <laughs> you know, five fifty. Harry Welsh should be the lightest hurl. John Donnelly really light hurls. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like no one uses, no one uses a real heavy hurl anymore. No one, very few people like a hurl with all the weight in the boss. You know, so it's, it's. I I kind of think when we say more and more people went to third level education, mm-hmm. I think the whole thing kind of changed. Then the yeah. players, we say, just more speaking from a Kilkenny point of view, that to see what other lads in other counties were using and. God, that could that you know suit me or that? I that's when I see the massive, massive change in in shapes and sizes and yeah, you know. And it's funny now your cork shape hurl, your Kilkenny shape hurl, your Tipperary shape hurl. They're all very very similar now. Yeah. Because the bosses have got so big, you can only go one way. You know the you might have you'll have a kick in the heel of the cork shape one. Other other than that, they're all too heavy if you're. Yeah, well, you'll have like a cork shaped one, like that's a Kilkenny shaped hurl now, we'll say. Yeah. Even there's still a kick in the heel of that, but yeah, yeah. the cork one very might, pronounced. might come in a bit more, so yeah. it's very pronounced on the heel, but they're, they're, all, they're all that width. Mm-hmm. And you might have slightly bit less on the nose of one and slightly more the heel a kick out slightly more on the other, but they're, they're very similar, yeah. There's no. Um, but yeah, I oh, know it's definitely, you know, it was always the same, like you're making a hurl to suit a person, so. Mm-hmm. But where's back? Just not to fifteen year ago, or probably yeah, like every hurl was nearly the same shape. Yeah, yeah. You know, well in Kilkenny anyway. There's no Kilkenny hurl anymore, kind of thing. I know they're all, all yeah, yeah, their own type. But you know, whereas either you had that there, the Tommy Welsh or the mix hurl or that, they were all the same. Yeah, same shape, yeah. and and yeah. every like. Every club in Kilkenny was kind of using it. And David, it's all Ash you use. Oh, all Ash, yeah, yeah, no, we're not going any other direction anyway. <laughs> I, I see a, a hurling made from bamboo. Bamboo, yeah, I've seen one or two of them here. It's, but it's laminated, but they're it's laminated. pretty expensive. Yeah, it's over 60 euros anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll all break. I know my own father <laughs> tricked around with, with uh, laminating the boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. And, and what he used was fiberglass to wrap it. Mm. And oh, he said they spent Eddie, Eddie, his brother, yeah. was with him on it. Yeah. And I, re- I remember going up to the fair green and poking the ball around with it. It worked perfect. Yeah. But the only problem with it was the fiberglass. When two hurdles clashed together, break the fiberglass shattered. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We were afraid someone to get a piece mm-hmm. of it in the eye or something, yeah. lose an eye maybe. Yeah. yeah. So that finished that. Did so it make it heavier, Paddy? The hurl anyway. Well, you, you could, I know you, you had to allow you, for. You could, you could allow for the the fiber lesson. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. More than yeah. So it's like, it's like, much the same as putting two bands on a hurl now. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it balances it. Mm. You yeah. know, at the end of the hurl. Yeah, yeah. We we wouldn't. Another thing that changed was when I started in my brain. I spent my days banding hurls. Every hurl we did was banded. I if someone rang here and ordered a light hurl with two bands, I wouldn't dream of putting the bands on, because there was every chance they'd come out. And say it's too it's heavy, yeah, and I'd have to take the two bands off and lighten it again. again. So you wait till they come out, and then you do it there, and then you couldn't. Um, mm. Yeah, no, just you wouldn't dream of banding. But even there was another thing, as you say, back the years, every hurl was banded nearly. Yeah. Well, a period, and then the no band thing yeah, came in, yeah. and now it's just looking at the way you say now, it seems to be yeah, especially the young lads. Yeah, yeah, to see. Whatever hurler of the day, and he has a band or two under hurling. Your your hurl is a with young lads. Is, it's a fashion item now as well with the color, of the grips, but the, yeah. the grain. They're really particular about the grain. Like there's a hurl over there that has an outside plank on it. It's an outside plank, and I was always told it's the best plank in the tree. Yeah, bottle grain, my father. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, I, yeah. I give yeah. that to someone now. They give it back to me. 
And I'd, I'd explain how this, the good, there's a good the chance good this won't break. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. I used one for a year and a half. And the lad Bricker right. O'Neill told her own for his foot through the middle of the one eight train and nearly killed him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, a year and a half I used it in every train, every match, never broke, you know. It, but yeah. you couldn't give it to someone now. Oh no, did uh, I, I sent three up to a shop in the north there, up to Niall Carney and he's in Cushendall and he said he couldn't sell it. They wouldn't take him. No, they wouldn't know to buy him, no, no. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. It now, that part of that is people aren't they're not educated. Yeah, sure, just uh, like Daddy used to always say uh, or if he saw someone bending a hurler, he used to lose it, yeah. absolutely lose it. And then it turned the back of the hurl into grain, was going straight up, you know, the back, down this yeah. or down that way here. Best hurl in the country. Yeah, yeah. The grain in the front of it didn't matter. Yeah. Not too much. Yeah, no. no, not too much. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah so most uh, people look at the nose to see the grain running yeah. on the nose, but they wouldn't look at the heel. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the, the, the grain going across this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it could be going across it. But yeah. he used to go ballistic. I remember he abused someone in the workshop on that. That they were bending, yeah, you know, they were bending it this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it. Some lads would be putting their knee nearly through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what your man was doing. Stretching their grains. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been talking about the ash trees. I remember someone asking my grandfather one time, "When was the best time to cut an ash tree?" Any time. The answer him, "When you see it." Might <laughs> <laughs> be there when you go back. <laughs> so, so it was a scarcity of ash trees that yeah. time on the ditches. <laughs> they don't really cut ditch ash anymore. Don't know. No, the lads knocking it, they're barbed wire and all this. Oh, yeah, 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 she yeah, kills yeah. it. Yeah, they're more into And having said that, they tell you it's the, the best, best ash. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my own grandfather started with a hatchet to, to chopping the hurls or to shave mm. the hurls, and he even used glass to smooth them yeah. off. Mm. Sure, it was, it, was, it was an onerous task. Oh, Jesus. Brian, you might take us through the process of, of, of making a hurl from the, from the ash to the clash, if you like. That uh, well, <laughs> as you all know, Torture. I'd say the hardest, the toughest end of it Not is actually it. felling the tree, as in the physical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to get the root out of the ground. The roots, you, you know yourself, your teeth around the roots. Down, yeah. Unless you're getting it on a nice flat ground, that the roots might be up, and yeah. it's not the. Well, well the to to on, the, on the river bank. Uh, well, yeah, that was probably one of you, the easier ones. You only had to cut it off at the yeah, chance. Yeah, that was probably one of the easier ones. Having said that, you had to know what you were you were chasing or after. But uh, actually, those ones I never liked. Really? Yeah. Because the the turn on it was too sweeping. Oh too well, well yeah, yeah, too, yeah, and it always ended up like for sales port or visually. Where maybe the front of it here, yeah, you know, so you had it in the, the yeah. had it in like the it's heat. so hard to get someone to knock them uh, that they didn't cut too much above the ground, yeah. so the noses were gone. Like today, now uh, when we were making them, yeah. uh, the old way of doing it, you'd you'd get uh, holes out of them. Yeah, oh, it's different, today, yeah, different yeah, now yeah, because yeah. you have that notch at the top. Yeah, uh, the sides of the bosses. Yeah, and, and, uh, and like you were just, I was just laughing to myself there. Like if we we could get double planks, because you won't get double planks anymore. Very rare. You get <laughs> double, the size of the hurdle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you get it more in the double, double. Yeah, because yeah. it's more. It's coming out of the states. Yeah, it's more mature. But it, it, the Irish ash is being yeah. cut younger. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, like going back to the question there, that would like plank then from the tree, plank to the tree, or planks from the tree but whether like Brett's were the biggest yeah Solomon around or, yeah. in Kilkenny at the, in, in their day and sure the, the cut for all the hurley makers we did a good bit ourselves now well 
We started yeah, very, I don't know when. We, we, but when uh, it, uh, it was pure, it was pure torture. Yeah. Yeah. That was, your, was that your winter or, or was that while you were making it? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Winter yeah, would be... It was kind of winterish. Yeah. Winter would be quite pure torture, dragging it and pulling it and uh, then having to plank it and all that kind but, of uh, stuff. But then, like, uh, you were able to you were able to buy ash probably uh, back uh, then that easier. you could uh, store it. You didn't have to be drying it. It was pl- it was plentiful back in seventy well the eighties I I'd yeah, be yeah. talking about because but uh, and uh, but sure you could blend the, you could blend the, the forestry for a lot of that the quilcha the I know my own father often said it that mm. you know if they bought ash trees in the forestry and it came wet and you couldn't get machines into them yeah, yeah. Mm. they just yeah. bulldoze everything out of it yeah mm. to them the ash was a Kind of a waste in the forest yeah. with the results that they planted all softwoods. Yeah, yeah. you look around the countryside, you see the amount of forests that are planted, uh, that softwoods mm-hmm. are planted. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sure, the, the thinking behind it was it was economical as well. If you come in quicker, quicker you could harvest it quicker. Yeah, but sure, the, the, the thing they forgot about was ash is a hardwood, it's worth mm. twice as much as, 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 as the softwoods, even yeah. flooring and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 They say the value of the root of the tree is worth three times its value in firewood. Yeah. You know, just as a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or teach yeah. The rest of it was only firewood. Yeah, it's usually value, yeah. So, well, like, unless it was that big. Yeah. But, and like for the likes of us or Uncle Mick buying them or whatever, it's like all you were buying was the. But, the one the butter, right? Yeah. And, and you were paying, but you were paying for the whole lot. Oh, were you? So, you had well, all you the firewood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But you never got firewood. Oh. I thought there was a time that the. The sale was, you had to buy the whole tree, and, oh, that sounds and you the firewood was yours. No, I remember no, one occasion it was. Anyway. Well, we never got any firewood. So who got the firewood? No, the, the firewood the was sold yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, on one <coughs> occasion anyway. Yeah. I remember the the father bought bought the whole tree and and the firewood was his, and yeah. it was up to him then to either get a sale, to a sale for it, get a sale or bring yeah, it home. Or that. So you, you have the ash plank then in the workshop. That, uh, What's the next stage? Uh, then it was obviously dried, ready for use, and you were marking, marked your hurley, took it onto the bandsaw then, as we we called it, slide, sliding it, taking it down for uh, trying to lead the guy or whoever was going to make it with the, with the tools, trying to take it down as far as that they had the least amount of work in it. But, uh, a lot of it was done on the bandsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, as I say, then you, you had your tools, your spoke shaves, your Planes. and that planes round back, flat back spoke shaves to to thing. And depending on then who you were making it for, whether they wanted light hurdy or heavy hurdy or thick handle or you know. Now we use Troy anyway. Probably didn't always succeed. <laughs> if you're making hurls, just say for the village or someone that you knew, in general, the, the light light hurls, yeah. that you try and get your batch to to suit to suit them. Yeah. As I, I say, yeah, you probably did, didn't yeah. always maybe hit hit the target. Yeah, but you, or you knew your plane play. But you, you you knew in general. Yeah. When you be uh, and then sure, basically it was uh, a case of finishing then with. Uh, having your spoke shavings sanding, banding, banding. 
and, 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 and that and hopefully the customer was happy yeah. <laughs> do, do you remember you sent, told me you sent hurls up the north and your man rang you back to say where's the rest of the hurl yeah what was that they weren't they, they weren't heavy <laughs> <laughs> like they never said that you know as in was so I, I it's all I could say was her, like, send them back. Was he using them as a weapon? I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. But that was a, uh, I, I don't think I ever heard back from him anyway, again. <laughs> will, will the dieback disease in the ash, will that affect the, the hurley making? Or has it, has it affected the hurley making? I... It's, it's what would you say... I was going to use the word struggling. Is that it's carrying on? Yeah, yeah. But I would not like to see it a brown thing up up me hurley. Yeah, yeah. Or to try and sell it to someone that you have a brown streak yeah. up your hurley and, and convince mm. them that it's not. It's that not that has no effect on your hurley. Yeah. I I think it would have. I think I know what David you think yeah, or it, it hasn't impacted us here yet, but we don't know the way it's gone. We're not going out to the forest knocking our own trees yeah. well, the way it's gone for yeah. insurance and all that thing. But the last year and a half here, ash has been more plentiful than I've ever seen right. it in Patrick Street. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. the dieback might have something to do with it that people are knocking particularly Irish timber, they're knocking it rather than a little bit too old. young because I'd say they're afraid of if the dieback gets in on it it's worthless. Yeah, so yeah. they want to get the value out of it. Would you think they're knocking it too young, Paddy? Well, sure timber they, presently. Young timber, young, my old father used to always say a young tree, a young ash tree is better than an old ash tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, too old is to be gone. Yeah, when I say like brittle. you get stuff that's been knocked at 23 or 4 or 5 year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what we see out here is there's a lot of a heart in it. Yeah. And it splits like. Splits where, where is the ash coming from at the moment? Uh, again, that's English and that there's English and Irish. Yeah, here, yeah, that's all really. Uh, but through Richie Costello and, and uh, yeah, and uh, Richard McCarthy in Billtown and yeah. uh, Jerry Rain, Dean Rain in, in Carrick. Yeah, uh, mainly the four we deal with now, but they're um, it's a mixture of Irish and English, really. Yeah. To be honest, it's mainly Irish, though, hasn't it? Been yeah, oh, this year so it's all Irish, but that Brexit, yeah, has, Brexit and Covid have a bit to do with that, too. But they there's ash. There is ash in Eastern Europe, but it's very heavy, yeah. very dense, and very like a very cold climate. Yeah, it takes fifty years for it to grow over there yeah. because it doesn't grow in the winter with the very cold, cold, yeah, cold yeah. winter. So, but it's really dense. It's like someone got all the ash and condensed it into that. Like, isn't it amazing nowadays? Let's say when I was in the workshop or that, uh, and we would have dealt ninety nine percent of the stuff would have come from the department. Whereas oh, now yes, you're gone into a middleman selling. Yeah, Quilter can't. There is no. We have no. Whereas, let's say the cost yes. now, mm -hmm. where we would have had the cost of just bit, dealing, uh, with dealing with Quilter, mm. someone right. to knock it. Now you're doing a middleman. Yeah, so you know it, it makes it more expensive yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we've bought once, I'd say, from Quilter this year because mm. all the licenses are being appealed. That's right. So yeah. everything they're trying to knock and fell. There's somebody, one person somewhere in the country is appealing against every license. So every felon license, every felon license coming through. From, so it could take, yeah. it could be, it's taken them, I don't know, years to get the felon license through. Yeah, it's taken yeah. months and months. And I think they actually brought anything lately where there, there's a cost now to appeal it. Yeah, to try yeah, and I think deter I, yeah. people from appealing. But you're like every forest has to be it has to be it has to be tinned out. Tinned out, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So, yeah, so. 
that's that's slowing it up big time, yeah. Mm. And then some agent will come in in late matches or whatever, and the whole lot will go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just think myself, a tree wants to be out kind of 30 odd year or so. Do you want to get a nice return out of it? Yeah, yeah. Before yeah, for the uh, price, like for the price that, that before you uh, I remember the the guild done a, a thing one one time about uh, what would be the optimum size of a tree, and I think it was it under calipers the measure and it was a thirty two, it measured and you could get about eighteen maybe twenty planks. No, that had oh, that much. That had nice roots on it. Yeah, three yeah. nice roots. Okay. Now they weren't all senior holes. Now they yeah, would yeah. be well the majority. Would be senior, but you had a, some juvenile as well. Just that'd yeah. be big enough now. That was a nice it, size it, of like a tree, like plank, the, yeah. The, the, oh yeah, right, yeah. The yeah. handle, the bugger yeah. there, yeah. The, the handle might be yeah, that, that, yeah. something like that, you know. But uh, it was a, oh, it was a straight tree, you yeah. know, a perfect tree. Mm. And uh, you're not going to get. Yeah, but you heard with Tullerone, and you finished at the tender age of twenty-seven. <laughs> I did. Uh, injury. I did. What yeah. was the injury? Uh, I got. More or less arthritis in my ankles, so I was bone on bone. Yeah. And I hurled for a year. I think I think I got five car stones in six months. Oh, I hurled. Yeah. Now I had I had um oh osteopubis as well, so I think I got two into the in between the two uh pubic bones there's a ligament that was that tears and uh, I got two in there and three into my ankles and survived on uh anti inflammatories. I think I used to have to take three a day to get through training, so yeah. I I went down training one night and I had none left. I had to go in. I, I didn't get into Brendan Lee in time, so uh, I trained. And I remember, I think I was 10 yards from a ball, and it was Martin Stephen Maher, and he could have been 20, and he bet me to it, so I said, I think it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on the field in 1997, did you? I did. I was too young, yeah. I was uh, I was 10. So I missed out probably by being on the panel by a year, I'd say. Yeah, that was, I, I would have hurled with that team, that failure team, when they were under 21. We lost two county finals. So um you hurling Kieran's. I heard in Kieran's we lost in All Ireland in two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> All losses actually, yeah. Um yeah, no, we did we lost in All Ireland to Flannins. It's actually the last one they won. They were in the final last year, but it was caught it never no, it oh, was ever played. No, I don't think but that was the last one. Seamus Hickey from Limerick would have played and Colin Ryan the hurled with Clare and yeah. um there are actually two main men were James McInerney and Bernard Gaffney. And they both went straight onto the Clare senior panel, but never I think they both suffered with injuries. I don't think they ever went on to really hurl. Who made the hurls for Back when then? You were, when you were hurling. <coughs> oh, when I, well, when I was young and I was hurling, it was probably Brian or Mark, I'd say. And then I made my own. And it's funny, when you're making your own, you think you'd have 10 mm. hurls in the car and you'd love every one of them. But you'd, you always have one you love. Yeah. No matter what, you you could make them all thinking that they're the same, but... They're, they're always different. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, I would have been. Every, every hurler has a preference. Or every hurler has a preference. They do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's you know what? It's funny with them back then. You see, I didn't. I I went by feel. You know, you picked up the hurl. You said I like the lighted hurl, so that was nice and light. But it was. I'd use one. You'd break that, then you pick up another one. You'd use that. You get used to that. You'd love that one. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was very hard. As in. You know, you didn't have three or four hurls. No, same. not really. When you broke yeah. a good one, you wanted the same again and. The one near it was very near it, but it wasn't the same one. And then a few weeks later, you forgot about the good one you broke. And that was, <laughs> you know, that was the... <laughs> that could have been number three at one stage, became number one, then a few weeks later, kind of. But yeah, I always... Uh, yeah, it was Brian or Mark always made money. Raymond made a hurl for me one time. <laughs> uh, he used to come down to Patrick Street to make a few hurls, and Raymond would tell you a hurl was balanced. 
but Raymond's balanced and my balance were a bit different. So I remember bringing it out to Tullerone and I used to get to the top of my backswing and I, I wasn't able to get it back around. So I nearly had to take drop shots. With it, but I, um, <coughs> what, I the weight of it? Oh, the weight of it. Oh, jeez. I brought it back in the next day and when Raymond went for his dinner, I think Danny had the stew ready for him. When he went in, I asked Mark to light and then I wouldn't. I, wouldn't, I thought I'd offend Raymond if I had to light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raymond, you could sit down with the likes of JJ, Jackie and Lurks. Yeah. Three lads who hurled together and have three different stories. Yeah. How were the hurls? Or were the footy? JJ had his own shape, kind of a curved handle and a mm. slight kick on the heel. Became a very popular hurl. A lot of other hurlers would use it after, but uh, JJ, JJ liked weight. He always liked weight in the hurl, yeah. Um, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't kind of a take handle, take down along the handle and a bit of weight in the boss. He, it was a heavy-ish hurl, wasn't it? Yeah. By, by today's standards, it was a heavy hurl now. They were, they, were they were all big men. They were, yeah. And yeah. Just, Owen Larkin's hurl was like the handle of a shovel, wasn't it, right? <laughs> was it? Big hands. Oh, big hands. He'd <laughs> I didn't realise it. Double grip it, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, we used to leave as much timber as we could in the handle and then he'd put two grips on top of that. On, on like on top of each other you know yeah, to make it thicker yeah. as thick as yeah, possible yeah. and and uh, yeah that was what he finished off using earlier in in his Sector Kenny career anyway he was using more more of a normal hurl you know yeah, yeah, more, yeah. but by the end yeah it's big thick handle yeah, yeah you'd have a cramp in your hand trying to hold it I'd say you know the way <laughs> Jesus. well I, I, I found it I wouldn't have a big hand but I found it thick yeah yeah extremely but, uh, it, and compared to the other hurls, yeah, compared, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now his hurl was bad. It wasn't a no, no it wasn't a heavy, heavy hurl. Was a boss heavy, or yeah. just a handle was. Uh, Jackie was more of a cork shape then, wasn't he? Um, mm. Probably middle of the road in weight. Yeah, but that was probably as Brian was saying. Jackie went down to Cork to college and probably was a Cork or Limerick. He was in CIT, wasn't he? He went oh, to LIT then yeah, after. Yeah, I think, yeah, to yeah. Do, but, uh, yeah. he yeah more of a cork kind of a shape to it. Yeah, that's what Jackie would use. Probably middle of the road in weight. Mm. Uh, Kind of, uh, we used to get big clearances, so it was, yeah, that was, that, there would have been differences, yeah, you'd have different, Tommy Welch's hurl was the lightest hurl of them all, and then, you had, yeah, yeah, different, di- much different, mm. like different shapes, Michael Cavanaugh would have had his own shape, kind of that kind of thing, but, yeah, no, they were, they weren't, the lads then were probably as fussy as people are now, in terms of, lads now come in with numbers in their head, and, tell you exactly what they want so it's up to you to find a weight but you have to kind of find a balance yeah, with that yeah, weight yeah, you know because yeah. you could have two hurdles weighing 600 grams and they're completely different hurdles that's not that wouldn't be easy no to, to, to match the weight yeah you, you have every, to have the right every, piece of timber every plank of timber could be different, different. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that that's, can be the killer yeah. Yeah. yeah you could see a lovely plank there and you say just this will suit thing yeah. but to go and make it in is is a heavier or lighter yeah, you're looking at the thickness of the plank not every plank is planked the same so yeah. a plank might feel heavy but it's actually light enough because it's planked mm-hmm. quarter of an inch thicker than the yeah. other the plank that's you know so it's that can be the trick the tricky part yeah like it's not too bad if someone wants your your normal shape we we'll say and you're able to do up 30 of those mm. and then you can go looking through and you can find a hurl that suits yeah whereas yeah. um when you're sawing a different shape out by hand and all that kind of stuff is where uh, you can yeah, see someone yeah. something with a bit of weight in it and the hurl can turn out lighter or something like that, yeah. 
He brought he brought the, the benches from Patrick Street to see they're they're well worn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're sticking to the trial and tested it. <laughs> yeah, we're used to that height, so he's not <laughs> the only thing you've no Susie in the you know, no, in the no, show. no greyhound or Labrador underneath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Davy's anti dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just I don't know how long that joke is. I'm going to ask you a question then, Paddy. Go on. What do you think of the hurley making? Today's hurley making. No. Yeah. Sure look at um from the time my father was making hurls. Yeah. And and the time I was I was helping him out as the fellas. It's a totally different hurl. Yeah, yeah. Totally different. I mean, I would have used and I hurled myself a thirty seven inch hurl. Yeah. <laughs> and that was classed as a senior hurley. Yeah. Mm. Most of the miners were using the 36 inch hurling, and that was from under 18. Yeah, yeah. And those were the two main hurdles that were used, you know. And I suppose some of the kids, 34, 32, or something, 30s. they were given the broken <laughs> hurling. Yeah, I mean, there was a very narrow bus on the hurl that we used. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, as well as that, then there's no ground hurling now, very little ground hurling. Well, yeah, yeah, that's where you know, and they're all they're, all the seniors are using shorter hurlers, hurlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're using we say. 36, even 34 inch. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Ball in hand now, isn't it? Yeah, it is in all position. But I have another question anyway. <coughs> Willie O'Connor was in a number of years ago. Your father was after passing away. And he, he came in to me anyway, bro. We were chatting about, I don't know what, anyway. And uh, I, I don't know how it came about anyway. But anyway, he had a... Uh, a hurl that your father was after making. My father died in 1999, and mm. a week before he died, Willie O'Connor was the last, the last hurl he made. Yeah. So well, if Willie still has that hurl, I, that's the last hurl my father made. I, uh, he went out and got it for me. Yeah. And yeah. we were looking at it and thinking, but yeah, that's how he, he taught me. Yeah. That's now, true, that's the last hurl he made. Yeah. That's one last question. Is it hurl <coughs> or hurleys? Hurleys. <laughs> Tom. Hurleys. Hurleys. Brain. I'd like to buy a hurl. Hurley. Hurley. Granted, it was from Kilmacow, so that's probably where. What did your father call it? Hurl. Hurley. Hurley. Yeah. Lads, we've come to the end of it. Thanks again for joining us on the James Stevens podcast. A special thanks to our guests and hosts tonight David Dolan, Brian Dolan, Tom Dolan. And we wish you continued success in the business. Tonight's episode is our last in the current series, and I would like to thank all our sponsors, guests, and presenters who have taken part. So far, the podcast has reached 12 different countries, spread all over the world, with some great stories and great memories shared along the way. You can get in touch with us here by email on jamesstevenspodcast at gmail.com or via any of the social media channels. channels. We'll be back later in the year for our second series, where we'll be looking back on our more recent history with some more great village legends and stories. Thanks again to David and the team at Star Hurley for sponsoring tonight's podcast. You can visit them at their workshop, which is now located in Jenkinstown, or via their website on www.starhurley.ie. Gurumil and Mottigrib Gulir. Thank you. Now, how are you?